0: Really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey there, my name is Aaliyah Lovely and I am the host of a chart topping podcast called Spiritual Shit. And I have a workshop available to you called Intro Into Your Intuition. It's a training course to teach you more about how intuition can work for you. We cover topics about how to deepen your intuition, how to learn more about truth, overcoming your fears, understanding your sensitivities, and how to connect with the universe. Most importantly, how to distinguish the difference between anxiety and intuition. This workshop is available for easy listening on thelovelyaliyah.com. And it is only $9.99, which is a very affordable price if you are not able to work with me one-on-one and want to gain insight into intuition through my personal teachings, all available to you right now. So please go over to TheLovelyLeah.com to get your own copy of Intro into Intuition and get started with being able to connect to your side of the universe. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Leah Lovely, and it's so good to be back with you guys on 111. And uh, I took the last week off um, after us not taking a week off for 102 weeks. (laughs) So I do think that was well deserved, if I may say. Uh, But it's good to be back with you guys, and I. I had a whole different topic I was going to talk about today um, because the week off that I took off, there was a lot that happened in the news. And there's a lot of opinions that are out there and a lot of things that I wanted to discuss and break down. And, you know, then I thought today is 111. And since I'm such a numbers person and 111 and 1111 are, are numbers that feel good to me, I wanted to come with a very different energy today. And, you know, before we get into that, I wanted to just say thank you guys for continuing to uh, connect with me on Instagram, to connect with me on Patreon. Um, It's really nice to see your faces and talk to you guys directly on Patreon. And um, we have some really amazing content that's getting ready to come out that Patreon members will get first um, pick at. So be mindful of that if you would like to contribute to the show if this show has helped you in any kind of way um, during this pandemic or during this year at all, find a way to support the show even if that is just listening and sharing on your Instagram stories. I appreciate it all. So anyway, moving into what we're gonna talk about today um, I had I had a very interesting experience um, yesterday. I woke up at three in the morning and um, I was having this just like wicked heartburn. (laughs) So, um, with pregnancy, lots of weird shit happens to your body. And I thought, well, I'll get up and go get some medicine from downstairs. And I got up and I started to walk down the stairs and, you know, being that I can't see my feet anymore and that it was dark, I ended up missing a stair and falling down the stairs, which I, experience of knowing that you're falling and also knowing that you're falling while you're pregnant um, midway through the air, i it, the most terrifying thing that can happen. And so um, I caught myself with my left arm, got all my weight into my left arm to block myself from falling forward and try to get on my side and um, took most of the weight into that, twisted my knee, bruised my ribs pretty badly And uh, took most of the weight and pulled a lot of my muscles on my right side. And so I'm laying there after yelling and uh, David coming to see what was going on. Um, I'm laying there going, shit, 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 shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is Veda okay? Is she okay? What's going on? So I keep myself there for a minute just trying to absorb what happened and immediately start praying. <laughs> Please let her be okay. Please let her be okay. Please let everybody, everything be okay. Um, and so David comes in and, and you know, we're trying to, you know, pick me up and stuff. And I'm freaking out because I'm in this situation where I'm like, do I go to the hospital? Is it okay? Am I overreacting? Um. You know, first new mom, maybe that's like a, you know, thing. They always kind of laugh at first moms. They freak out about everything. And so I'm not sure what to do except wait and see. And so I'm like, okay, um, I'm just going to lay down, see how I feel. It's in the middle of the night anyway. And of course I can't go to sleep because I'm worried as fuck. And I do hear my grandmother come through and she says, she's okay. Everything is fine. She's going to be just fine. Don't worry. We have her protected. And part of me is like, am I making this up to make myself feel better? (laughs) Or is this actually the case? So I can't go to bed. So I'm up researching Google, which is not a good thing to do as everybody already knows, but we still do it anyway. I'm looking through every possible scenario and there's everything that from, you know, placenta abruption to stillbirth to, you know, the worst things that you can see. And I'm like, I have to go to the hospital. So I didn't want to go right away. Um, there was just some hesitation about feeling like, okay, am I making this up? Is there something that I need to do more of? Um, you know, me, I don't like going to the hospital anyway. And so it it took me some time before I decided to actually go. And so when I went in, um, they, they took in, took me through the ER through trauma, which I wasn't expecting because normally if I've gone in, I've been able to go up to liberty or labor and delivery triage having go through the whole ER process. And I kind of have, um, what they call white coat syndrome where (laughs) I get really nervous around doctors and just being in hospitals and stuff. I haven't had the best experiences. And so when they were like, no, absolutely. You have to go through the ER. I was like, ah, like (laughs) just the anxiety, the pure anxiety from that. So I walk in and they are, they're like, Oh, let's get you a wheelchair. And I'm like, I can walk. I'm, I'm I'm Okay. And they're like you're limping, and I'm like I know I just you know. So they took me to a trauma room, and I kid you not, there are no less than fourteen doctors there. I started counting and I lost count. They are all rushing around, and in my mind, I'm thinking, what is it this serious? You know, and I'm sitting here, um, w- watching them. Okay, okay, here, lay down here. We'll have to get dressed, undressed in front of everyone. <laughs> they put on the coat or the um the gown lay me down they're checking for internal bleeding and for head trauma and broken vertebrae and um you know they're sticking IVs in me here and there and taking x-rays and uh it it, it and, you know four or five doctors coming up and asking me the same questions and how did it happen and what happened and how did you fall and one I don't know if she was even a doctor, came, come up and the way that she was asking me didn't, it was like intuitively I knew it was like they were trying to more see if someone pushed me down the stairs or if I tried to hurt myself, um, which really overwhelmed me because I, I couldn't imagine doing anything like that. And so the way she was asking me was like, so it felt a bit invasive and I started crying <laughs> and I was just like, ugh. Oh. Um, you know, I just, it was an honest mistake. You know, I'm sitting there crying. It's an honest mistake. I just, I i was, I was, I couldn't sleep and I was trying to get some medicine and I tripped and I fell. Uh, and so she's, she finally backs off because the other doctors are like, leave her alone. She's, she, she's overwhelmed. So anyway, uh, they start to go to do the ultrasound and it takes them what feels like a lifetime to find the heartbeat and I'm emotional saying this. Oof. This just felt really traumatic in the moment, um, waiting forever for them to tell me she was okay. Um, I know I felt her move and stuff, but like, you know, you just don't know. Anyway, finally, they said, okay, we got that. You know, we're fine. We're going to monitor you for a few hours and check to make sure everything's okay. And, um, you know, after they poked and prodded and stuck a COVID test up my nose and uh, did everything that they could. I mean they worked very seamlessly. I could applaud the doctors, um, very much so. They did such a good job, but it felt so traumatic <laughs> being in that situation, especially for an empath. The bright lights and all the people talking and rushing around or whatever. It was just it was so much absorbed. It was such a blur. Anyway, I get to um the the OBGYN unit and they're they're monitoring me for a couple hours, a few hours. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, Okay everything's okay. Wow. That actually could have been a lot scarier than, than I I thought it could be. Um, and that reality starts to sit in. So I sit in that room alone because during this time it's, it's, you know, it's COVID so nobody can be in the hospital with you. And I started thinking about all the people who, um, who sit in the hospital by themselves who are sick um, with whether they have COVID or not. And this whole process, whew, where I've had to do everything alone. Um, the first time hearing the heartbeat, the first time seeing her finding out the sex, everything I had to do by myself, my uh, David couldn't be with me. And more than that, people who are, who are dying by themselves, And it really put some stuff in perspective for me. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, Mike, I'm okay. She's okay. We're healthy. And this spill down the stairs kind of gave me kind of a a severe reality check about some of the stuff that I have been taking for granted lately. (laughs) as far as my health goes, as far as um, my ability to carry, um, me working too much, me trying to continue to do things the way that I used to do things, and not having an opportunity to really slow down and enjoy this process. And I started thinking about it. The more I started thinking about it, the more I was like, goodness gracious, like, this this is so typical of what spirit is always trying to teach me is to just sit back and be, learn how to be, learn how to ask for help, learn how to let things come to you instead of the other way around. And you might be like, how did you arrive to that conclusion? Um, that night, um, David had already gone downstairs to let the dog out. And instead of me asking him <laughs> to get the heartburn medicine while he was down there, because um, I didn't want him to have to make two trips or whatever I was thinking of, I don't know, it was three in the morning. Uh, I just said, I'll go get it myself. <laughs> Very simple thing. I was so mad at myself about it because I was like, if I just. If I had just done, if I had just this, if I had just that, would have avoided this whole situation. But then um, while I was in the ER, I was looking up, you know, metaphysical reasons for falling. And lar- by and large, most of the definitions were slowing down, <laughs> um, taking some time. There's also uh, one of the ones that I read that said there's been a disconnect in your spirituality and they're trying to get your attention. I started thinking about that too, because especially lately, I haven't, I haven't felt super spiritual, you know? And I think that this is important for me to tell you guys, because I am the spiritual shit podcast host, and (laughs) it would seem that my life revolved around all the things that are mystical and magical. But, um, especially lately, the last few months, I've just felt super disconnected. And it's, it's interesting because, I do so many sessions a day. It's become more of a job than it has been a skill or, um, I mean, the, the thing that we would consider something magical. And while it doesn't make me less good at it, uh, it feels different. It feels different. I don't feel as connected. The, the channel is still coming through, but I take the back seat and I, I almost close my eyes through the process and don't get to feel the awe of what's happening or what's coming through me anymore. And I think this is important to note because I have been getting a lot of messages about people who feel like they fell off the spiritual wagon. And like, I think that what's important to note here is that you will always be on the wagon, if you will. You just won't always be awake while you're on the wagon to look around. And sometimes you need to take a break and sometimes you need to rest and sometimes you just need to be a human. And sometimes that wagon needs to stop so you can go to the bathroom. <laughs> Weird analogy, I know. But there are times where we're not always going to be on. And there are times where there are different things that we need to learn. We're not going to have the same highs that we we draw from uh, spirituality that we, that we thought we had before. And while I super enjoy spirituality and I enjoy the process of discovering and I enjoy learning and I enjoy diving deep into that, I, I recognize this lately that I have more questions than I have answers. And I've been, I, I guess, in the space of feeling like it's kind of more important for me to have more questions right now because I want to discover more And I want to understand more about perspective. And I want to understand and and be someone who remains curious. And I've noticed, and what I actually was going to talk about today, (laughs) um, is some of the aspects of which people are continuing to call themselves woke and continuing to say that they're the ones speaking the truth and how militant and dogmatic it's become, even in the spiritual community. And and it's, it's almost like it has to be that way because you can't be on the wrong side of X, Y, Z. So it it's keeping people from asking themselves the questions and keeping themselves in critical thought where they, their reality or their truth may have changed. And this is something that I think I'm I'm going through is that this process of saying, you know, can I always look at what it is that I'm 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 preaching, if you will, about the things that I believe in. And will I always think that I'm right? And it's it's just such an interesting process because my, my point at least is not to always be right. I want to know what the truth is, but I wonder sometimes if the truth changes according to our perspective and according to our growth. And if we are always in a position where we think we are always right, and we have we are the ones with the truth, have we stopped growing? Have we stopped allowing ourselves to become the student? Have we gotten on a high horse and and out of our own fear push? so heavily what we think is right without a chance to observe what's on the outside. And I say this because as I'm going through this process and I'm I'm having these experiences lately where I have felt disconnected, it's given me an opportunity to get to a place where I'm allowing myself to reset, reevaluate. We're in the beginning of a new year, and it's like, you know, for a lot of people in their businesses, they like to rebrand and, you know, change up some things and and make things anew. And I started thinking about the way that I think about spirituality and how it processes in my life. And, you know, is this this is a, a good time to reset? This is a good time to reevaluate. This is a good time to go back and listen to some of my podcasts. I'm talking about me, me listen to them. Um, to see if I need to reevaluate some of my maxims. And in that process, can I give myself an opportunity to reset and start to grow from a more grounded position? Can I put myself in a place where I'm able to look back and be thankful and have gratitude for what it is I was able to learn or go through 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 that process? Can I look at some of my catalysts? Can I look at the dumpster fire and everybody says, last year was and and find and glean some of those lessons out of it can i see how spirit has operated in my life how my ancestors have operated in my life how, how you know certain people soulmates have come into my life to teach me things where i wasn't observant of them before and all the while i thought i had fallen off the wagon that i wasn't being spiritual more so because there's some somebody out there telling me that there's a way to be spiritual and all the while I'm getting this incredible spiritual experience you know I don't think spirituality has to live in a church and I don't think it has exists in yoga rooms or in you know community groups or in areas where you're constantly under some type of mentorship it can live there but I don't think it only lives there I think it also lives in areas where you're struggling, and where you're going through shit, and where you feel like you're in the darkest parts. I th- I think it exists there too. And I can't speak for any other culture, but in American culture, for sure, we ca- we tend to put some duality on what seems positive and what seems negative, and put what seems positive in the spiritual category and what seems negative is not. But what I'm learning and always always continuing to learn is that the negative quote unquote negative because everything is neutral, right? Those negative portions are as as important to our spiritual growth as the positive ones. And if you find yourself in a place where you can't remain positive, I think that's okay. Cuz I think any type of false positivity is actually more toxic than you being honest about your feelings. And to me, if you can be honest about your feelings, there it brings more clarity actually for gratitude to come in. As I was sitting in that hospital room and feeling what I felt traumatic more than the, the fall, um, I, I absorbed some of my, my bad feelings and negative feelings about how much I've struggled with this process of being pregnant. Um how, how sick I was at the beginning. Uh, you guys, I had nausea that was like no other. <laughs> um, and just, you know, the throwing up and not feeling good. And, you know, this quote unquote parasite has taken over my body. Um, you know, I can't do what I want to do anymore. I can't go out and have a drink. Not that I drink much anyway. Um, but if I wanted to, I couldn't, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, there were things that I just couldn't do. Like there were moments, um, you know, we had to go to Mexico for a wedding that we were shooting and people were out on, um, what is it? Jet skis. And I was like, oh yeah, we should go do jet skis. Oh man, I can't, you know, um, for kidding, <laughs> a lot of times. And I was like, you know what? I'm blessed enough just to be out here in the first place. But anyway, all that to say, I have been complaining a lot and I'm not one to be a big complainer in the first place. And I do think that there's a huge difference between complaining to complain and expressing your negative feelings or what you perceive as negative. So I'm sitting, I'm actually just complaining, man, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my this, my that, whatever. And that fall bringing me into some severe perspective and me being in a space of saying, I'm so thankful, okay, okay. Yes, I'm going through all this, but the blessing that's coming after this is going to be it. I won't even remember all this shit. And in some ways, I, I guess I want to relate that to the other labor pains, if you will, of our life. Um, you know, the things that we work so hard for and we feel are delayed. The things that we have to wait for. The times where we, we look and we say, I'll be happy when." This thing happens, I'll be happy when this thing gets to be I was happier before x, y, z, and it keeps us from being present, and sometimes spirit will swoop in and cause something to happen to get your attention and wake you up, wake you up and put you in a perspective of saying, I need to reevaluate i need I need to figure out what it is that I'm missing here for me it's been, I'm, I've been going too hard. I've been working too much and I haven't put myself in a place where I'm willing to stop. I'm willing to say no to work. And I had to evaluate, am I a workaholic? And I don't think so. (laughs) Cause I don't, I don't get off by working, you know, like I'm not like, yeah, you know, like, let's keep going. Um, but I do have, you know, I would say, uh, residual money issues, blocks, money issues, spiritual blocks. Um, I've cleared those as far as manifesting money goes, but I haven't cleared those as far as scarcity goes. So I'll continue to work even if I don't have to, to continue to build up my reserves just in case, you know? And in the meantime, I'm so tired and I'm so exhausted and I'm complaining or whatever, but it's kind of my own fault. (laughs) I'm in a position where I'm unwilling to put myself back into that yin energy and let myself receive during this time. I had a bunch of people come up to me and say, hey, what are you going to do for a baby shower? Can I throw your baby shower? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah. I don't <laughs> – one, I hate baby showers. I just don't want a regular one if that's the case. Um, no offense to those of you who love them. I just – I don't want to open my presence in front of people. And, oh, look, a, a, a nipple protector. Like, I, no, no thank you. Um, but <laughs> – Me feeling like, oh, I don't want to put that burden on anyone. We're not going to do that. We'll just have everybody, you know, do the registry or Amazon gift cards or whatever. You know, just really kind of sloughing off anything someone's trying to offer me. Me feeling, still feeling and still dealing with aspects of me feeling like I need to do things by myself. Still blocking energy and abundance in which the universe is still trying to give me because somewhere underneath here, I don't feel worthy of it. Still feeling like guilty in some kind of way about how how quickly this pregnancy came and then feeling like i'm having to pay dues if you will with how painful it's been so far and i'm having to watch those 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 blocks i'm having to watch how you know, me anticipating the future and my anxiety and everything I'm keeping myself busy with is keeping me from being present, keeping me from being grateful, keeping me from really enjoying the opportunities that the universe has given me or the ones that I've manifested. I think those operate in the same, but you know what I mean? And me getting down to the, the down and dirty about what am I letting myself receive This morning I woke up and I was like, wait, I have to get up, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And I was like, nah, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to feel her kick. That's what I'm going to do, because I'm thankful for that today. Before it was like, oh, this is kind of cool, sometimes inconvenient. This homegirl puts her foot right up on my ribs and that doesn't feel great. Um, But today I got to be grateful for it because... I. It felt like it almost got taken away. In a lot of ways, we can look at our life and see the things that we take for granted every day. Our, our lovers, our partners, our children, uh, our families, our job, our unemployment even, time to still slow down, our spirituality, our connection, our clothing, our food, our ability to interpret and listen. And we take it for granted and we feel like some days we, we can look through and see all the things that we don't have. And I, I just encourage you today to look at all the things that you do, the ways in which, you know, life doesn't look the way you think it should. But how does it look now? What is it that you have that you can find gratitude for. What is it that you have? What what experiences do you have that you can look back on or look at right now and say, "I'm grateful for this," you know? And in that spirit, today I feel I feel changed. I feel more connected. I feel more in a space of like, okay, I, I can. The things that I've been griping about for the last few weeks are are no longer anything I'm griping about. Cause I'm thankful. And this is not to negate areas in your life where things feel hard. I won't say that. Like you're allowed to complain. You're allowed to not have good feelings about certain things. And I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that if you have a chance, especially today, to look at your life from a different lens. And find gratitude in those spaces to slow down and let yourself be present and let yourself feel what it feels like to have everything that you've had because I mean I'm sure some of you you know last year the things that you were hoping for you have this year and you've probably gone on to the next thing right and this morning I woke up in in David's arms and I just I said out loud, I said, I've never had this before. And he was like, hugs. <laughs> I said no. Um, this type of safety, this type of care, attention. Um, I've, I've never I've never felt the safe. Never felt I could be this vulnerable. And just to be grateful to be in a hug. And there's, I mean, there's other things too that I've been trying to look at today. Um, You know, that we've been having some struggles with some other stuff as far as um, logistics on our house goes. And I'm like, I have a place to live now, already. (laughs) I have a place where I can rest my head. I'm not cold at night. You know, like, I have food to eat. I can order food. These things like, these feel like simple things, but... In the midst of all the things that have been happening in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, where, where can I find areas to be grateful? Because the news is roping me in and making me look at things that triggered me from last year, all of the protests that happened last year as a result of people wanting to f- fight for their right to live, and then being, it being compared over and over to um, people who have stormed the Capitol and and caused an insurrection. And you can have your opinion about those things, but to me, I think they're very different. Uh, and that triggered me. I had a girl who messaged me on my Instagram with some triggering information um, of her trying to defend certain situations that I was like, please don't come in a person of color uh, DMs and talk about this stuff. It's very triggering. Um, but anyway, that whole week of me feeling like, ugh, you know, of just feeling wanting to throw off what what I'm observing and people comparing it to, you know, the Middle East and stuff, and I was like, no, this is this is purely American. This we this is on us. This is how it's always been. Um, don't compare it to those other countries. Um, anyway, sorry, side note. But that that me being feeling a certain type of way about that, having this disenchantment with uh, our country and where we live and the people in it and the problems in it. And just to have one fall bring me right back to earth and say, you know what, That, that stuff matters. But right now, this is what matters most. I, this My mental state and my mental capacity, my ability to be able to connect the two to, to my own spirituality is the only way in this moment right now I can survive. This is the only moment right now that matters. And when, when things like that happen into your life, it brings you down to earth so quickly that you figure out very fast what's important. And you stop wasting your time on things that don't directly matter to you. So even in the midst of everything that could be wrong with the world and could be wrong with your life, can can you find something that you can be thankful for? Can you find a situation that may have woken you up, dropped you awake, <laughs> if you will, I say that in every giggle that I have where my ribs are bruised, and I can feel them when I breathe because they hurt so bad, and be thankful that they protected me and my unborn child. So, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a lesson for you today, as much as it's kind of just a call towards a reset. In this new year. I see so many memes about um people saying, you know, 2020 is just like 2021. And I just wanna offer some perspective and saying that like nothing is going back to normal. Nothing. We are not the same anymore. And everything that we've experienced up to this point has changed us hopefully for the better and if it hasn't you know there's something to look at <laughs> but nothing is going back to normal I'm wishing for something wishing to unsee or unlearn what you've learned this year it's it doesn't it doesn't change anything of course my email is going off so are you willing to step into this new year Recognizing that all of the things that happened to you in the recent past or even just in the past were there to change you in some kind of way, they're to open you up in some kind of way, grow you in some kind of way. You can't go back. So, can you be grateful for what your new eyes are able to see? Can you be present and stop looking towards a future? that you're hoping looks like the past and give yourself an opportunity to say, I, I'm, I'm welcoming this in with new eyes. I've never had this experience before and it's breaking me because I, I need to grow. My old mold is out of date and I need a new one. Very much like the cocoon example. We've been in the cocoon and we come out. And now we got these big-ass wings. (laughs) And while from some people on the outside, they'll say, oh, look how beautiful they are. A butterfly never sees its wings. They don't know how gorgeous and wonderful and how far they've come in that process. They know they've changed. And in some ways, I would imagine some butterflies are like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) What's this thing on my back? I didn't have this thing on my back before. I don't like it. And in some ways, some of our changes that we've experienced um, this and last year have been like that. We haven't gotten a chance to see how beautiful we've become. We haven't gotten a chance to see how far we've come and how amazing those new wings, what those are going to do for us and how they're going to allow us to fly. In a lot of ways, we might find them and feel that they're bounding in some kind of way, that they're inhibiting us in some kind of way. Like my body doesn't feel the same anymore. What what is it doing? <laughs> it's changing and it hurts and I can't move as fast and I'm out of balance and my joints hurt and But I've gotten some new wings and I can't see how beautiful they are yet, which makes it difficult for me to be grateful for them until it was almost possible that it could have been taken away. I got a massive reality check. And hopefully that gives you one today too. Maybe you lost a job. You're not sure what to do about money. But it's opened the pathway and the door for you to start grinding on what it is that you were meant to do. And because you don't have any other options, you have nothing to lose now. Maybe it's caused you to leave a toxic relationship. And now you feel lonely because you don't feel like you have partnership anymore. But now you're not with that dickhead so that's good. (laughs) But it's hard. And, And sometimes we don't perceive hard as better. But sometimes hard is better. It's the process in which we build those wings so we can fly like we've never flown before. And if we can allow ourselves to be present with it, maybe we give ourselves an opportunity to just see how much of a gift it is. And I say this with not not just with my own pregnancy, but with like all the changes I've had to go through in the last last year. I was just saying to David, kind of listing off all the things that I was really upset about in the last um, few months, about all the changes that having occurred. And I was asking, I was I was crying because I was like, I just want to be comfortable. Just want to be comfortable. Want to be able to go to sleep. <laughs> I want to be able to be in my own house. I want to be able to have be out of my boxes and and have pretty things to look at and you know to to I want I miss traveling and I miss my old life. And it's funny because in my old life I was wishing for this one. And I'm looking at the juxtaposition of going like imagining the times that I just flitted off to Paris when I felt like it. Because I didn't have any dependents or partners or anything like that. I could do whatever I wanted to. And I'm so thankful that during that time period, I allowed myself to actually enjoy being single because I would have felt real salty <laughs> being now in partnership and being like, oh, I miss being single. I'd be so dumb. Um, but like I was I was essentially mourning the fact that my whole life would be very different. And I made it clear to him, I was like, this is not, I mean, I I don't want to give this up for anything. I want to be here. This is what I've wanted. This is what I've been trying to manifest, but I'm still having to mourn the loss of an old life. And he understood and didn't take it personal. I was still just processing, but still thinking that in some ways you miss old comfort, even if it's not better. Like nostalgia is always 10 times million times better than it was when you were going through it. I had this vision of me sitting on the balcony of my friend Rachel's apartment and, um, you know, seeing all the tops in Paris. I miss going to Paris. (laughs) My Paris friends, if you're listening, I miss you guys. Um, And I remember sitting there, I was listening to the song by Mew called Comforting Sounds. Mew is spelled M-E-W if you want to check it out. But it's one of my favorite songs. And so I'm listening to the song, have it in my headphones, and I'm just like, you know, beating it out <laughs> with my head and, you know, nodding or whatever. And looking at the sunset over this incredible city. And I'm, I'm, I'm re-visualizing this while I'm laying in bed about like, wow, what a beautiful moment. What a beautiful experience. What a beautiful blah, blah, blah. And I go back to a journal entry because I start looking for, what was I thinking at that time? I was in the middle of writing my book, um, Me, Myself, and Why, and the process of me trying to love being single. And I remember during that time how how, while I was writing that book – and and trying to get myself in a perspective where I was able and allowing myself to be thankful because I was trying to practice and learn how to manifest a partner I still was super sad I was still super sad about what I didn't have and to go back to that moment <laughs> and imagine it in its all its nostalgic form of like man this it would be so nice to be doing this right now it wasn't when I was in it. So, you know, anyway, sorry, the long way to say this is like, you know, I got a, I got a good check about thinking about how I wish for things to be a certain way. And um, it'll be better when this is happening or it was better before this happened. It was better before COVID. It was better before this. It was better before that. And it's like, no, I'm kidding myself. If I can't let myself be present, I can't appreciate anything. Nothing. I can't let myself be in a space where I'm like, I can love this right now. And so this is the importance of presence, guys. Like this is the deep importance of presence, which I do believe is part of the feminine energetic or the yin energetic, whatever you want to call it, because this is about learning how to be. This is the reset, even in your spirituality and how you're feeling. I was better when I was meditating all the time. And before I was doing this, da, da, da. stop. Stop let yourself be present. Let yourself be here. Let yourself be grateful. Even if you're not grateful, let yourself feel what's happening right now. Stop imagining those old memories, that nostalgia, the future tense of the fantasy of what things will be like and how much better they'll feel because you will always find something else. Always. If you're not being present, and that is something i'm learning so strongly right now in this process there's some people told me you should keep a a pregnancy journal write down all the stuff or whatever and i was like why would i do that i have nothing positive to write and i heard myself say it damn it sounds pretty dark Leah and i'm thinking to myself what would i write my back hurts my kidneys hurt my blood pressure's high i'm afraid that this is going to happen every day i'm checking to see if she's alive I don't want to remember that. But why want to let myself be present? Why want to let myself enjoy the parts that I do like? I remember when we went to Mexico for that for that job, and it was the first time I could tell people I was pregnant because uh, I couldn't tell you guys yet, and I was keeping it kind of quiet. And we we were at a um, restaurant or something, and they're like, "Would you like a margarita? Would you like this? Would you like that?" I'm like, "I can't. Why are you not drinking? You're on vacation." we weren't on vacation. I was there for work, but um, I said, oh, because I'm pregnant. Oh my God, this is your first one. Oh, this is amazing. Da, 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 here, here's an extra treat. Here's this, here's that. Someone sent an extra cake to our room, you know, just, and I was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> I feel like a queen. Um, You know, why didn't I write that down? <laughs> why didn't I let myself be present with those moments? I grazed over it with the other things that I felt like were worse and not letting myself enjoy it. And it's too late to enjoy it in the nostalgia because it's not real at that point anymore. Anyway, I'm rambling at this point. (laughs) So I hope that this, this January, you give yourself an opportunity to not make a new resolution or not to be like, I'm going to be this way this year. I'm going to make this, I'm going to lose this many pounds and blah, blah, blah. No, let yourself rest. Let yourself be present. Let yourself be grateful. Let yourself be in the moment. We don't know how much time we have on this earth. We don't know how much time we have with the people we love. And, you know, spending most of our time in the future doesn't allow us to appreciate what's going on right now. And I think this is why, in the most corny way I could say, the present is a gift. <laughs> if you can't allow yourself to be present, in a lot of ways I feel like you can't allow yourself to also be spiritual. Because I believe that's where intuition comes in. That's where spirituality, That's where manifestation comes in. It is not necessarily in the future, but feeling the feelings now. And it's it's something that I know, but... You know, you can know something, have learned something, and not necessarily practice it. And I've been out of practice. So I hope that in the beginning of this year that you find yourself in a place where you, you don't become jaded by what you think you don't have. Or what you don't think is possible or achievable. Or, or by constantly being the feature of what you think you want and not observing what it is that you already have. I'm not saying this means you don't have goals or things and directions you want to go to, but can you can you feel content now? Can you find that there are places in which you can breathe in thankfulness now? Because if at any moment something came into your life that almost took it away, I think you'd recognize very quickly what that was. I sure did. Anyway. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, um, I think we'll do a weekly wisdom card. Let's do a weekly wisdom card. We haven't done one of those in a while. Thus now it hasn't been necessarily weekly. <laughs> so let me pull a card real quick for you guys. Now, mind you, you can book card readings at the which I think my ad says at the very end. So I'm not going to reiterate that, but What do we have for this week for you guys? And the card that I pulled is the thinking man card. And the thinking man card is usually about purpose and the gift that you have to offer the world and the gift that you have in holding your hand that you can be observant of, which is very interesting because I just said the present is a gift. So (laughs) the gift that we have to offer the world or offer ourselves right now Is very deeply a portion in which we can look at what it is that we have, with adoration, appreciation, and growth, giving ourselves the opportunity to see the beauty in what's right now. And I think that's very fitting for our message. So thank you, Spirit, for letting me pull that card today. I hope you guys are doing incredible. I hope that you're taking time for your mental capacities and. For the people in your life and giving yourselves a break um, without guilting yourselves about being productive. Uh, This has been a very hard time for us to all go through collectively. And I think at some point our brains are starting to short circuit. So we need to rethink and assess the ways in which we're trying to move forward in the world without giving ourselves an opportunity to reset. And so let yourself reset. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, buy me at the to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.